entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. I told you the other day, I told you that it was the beginning of the end for CNN, probably for all the major news networks. I mean, Fox News has been stagnant in third place ever since their big call about Arizona the day of uh, on election day. Uh, they haven't they haven't moved them from third place and they are stuck there. Um, but CNN, first of all, they shut down their airport network or they're shutting down their airport network because no one's flying and the people that are flying, they're not watching CNN. They're going on their phones and trying to find real news. Um, and so that that's the first thing. But yesterday, get this, they had to openly admit they had to openly admit that they misreported a story. This is something they never do. They had to issue a correction <laughs> about the about the uh, the events at the Capitol on January 6th um, regarding Representative Ted Lieu. They had previously reported that Ted Lieu grabbed a crowbar. Before leaving his office, you know, because there was the siege on the Capitol and the, uh, the 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 protesters broke through the door or the cops opened the door and let him in. We're still not sure what happened. And they were walking through the hall. They were looking for representatives and Representative Ted Lieu, CNN previously reported, grabbed a crowbar before leaving his office. Because I don't know if you've ever been in a congressional office, but they all have crowbars. <laughs> Every single one of them has a crowbar in case, you know, you need to. I don't know. I know. Maybe it's a way you you you, you pry your uh, your opponents into into uh, you know uh, doing business with you, whatever. But he didn't grab a crowbar. That was that was misreported. That was fake news on the part of CNN. So they issued a correction. A previous version of this story misstated that Representative Ted Lieu grabbed a crowbar before leaving his office. He grabbed a crowbar energy bar. The CNN story reads. So, I, I look, I don't know if they purposely were trying to make things seem worse, but Ted Lieu didn't grab a crowbar before leaving his office because he was scared of what might happen to him. He grabbed a crowbar, energy bar, because let's face it, he was probably thinking, I'm going to be locked down for a while. I'm going to need a little bit of energy. Or maybe he was thinking, maybe that's not it. Maybe he was thinking if he had a little burst of energy, he could just take down any. If the QAnon shaman uh, walked up to him in his fur and his, his painted face, if he just had a little extra energy that was granted him by the pro bar, then, man, he could just, he could take him. It wouldn't be, he wouldn't need no stinking uh, crowbar. Anyway, 855-765-1045. Oh, you know, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. And luckily, thanks to CNN, you don't have to. couple of other things. There's a, uh, there's another release, too, that I want to read you. This one, not nearly as funny. This is from the Wyoming Republicans uh, Division of America. What is it? Let me get you the actual. This is the Wyoming Republican Party. Oh, I was close. You, you may remember yesterday we reported how Liz Cheney from Wyoming, daughter of Dick, she uh, she voted to impeach the president of the United States along with nine other Republicans. And just just to refresh your memories, Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, John Katko, Fred Upton, Jamie Herrera, Butler, Dan Newhouse, Peter Meyer, Anthony Gonzalez, Tom Rice and David Valadeo. Just I want to keep those names fresh in your mind in case you missed it the first couple. That we'll keep reminding you as we get closer and closer to primary day, or election day in 2022. But the Republican Party of Wyoming, of which Liz Cheney is still a member, uh, they issued a press release yesterday. And here's what they had to say. The wind in Wyoming has been horrendous today with gusts up to 65 miles per hour. That is nothing compared to the whirlwind 
created by Representative Cheney's announcement that she would be voting to impeach President Trump and her subsequent follow through on doing just that. There has not been a time during our tenure when we have seen this type of an outcry from our fellow Republicans with the anger and frustration being palpable in the comments we have received. Our telephone has not stopped ringing. By the way, in Wyoming, the Republican Party has one telephone. <laughs> Most other places, they say the phones are ringing off the hook. But in Wyoming, it's small, you know, big state, small population. So they have one telephone. Our telephone has not stopped ringing. Our email is filling up and our website has seen more traffic than at any previous time. The consensus is clear that those who are reaching out to the party vehemently disagree with Representative Cheney's decision and actions. Considering the overwhelming interest in this issue with Wyoming Republican Party leadership, uh, oh, the Wyoming Republican Party leadership felt that it was important to share with Representative Cheney the nature of the comments and outcry we have received. And then they go on to list actual comments from Republicans. Republicans in Wyoming whom Liz Cheney supposedly represents. That's basic. I mean, and then there's a couple of them. Uh, I'll give you just an example. By announcing her decision to vote for impeachment, Representative Cheney denied President Trump due process. She judged the evidence before it was presented and refused to listen to the arguments made. Seems legit. Wyoming voted for the re-election of President Trump by a margin of 70 percent to 30 percent. 195,000 Wyomingites voted for pre- Wyomingites. I didn't know that. I thought it would be like Wyomingers, but it's Wyomingites. I like Wyomingans. Wyomingans? Yeah. Yeah, it's Wyomingites. Uh, 195,000 Wyomingites voted for President Trump. Representative Cheney is in Washington, D.C. to represent Wyoming's interest, not the interest of of the Beltway elites. Uh, and then they go on and on about uh, we've watched the leftists and progressives burn, kill, maim, loot, and destroy cities, often with Democrat leaders egging them on, bailing them out, refusing to condemn their actions. And now she's throwing in with these people. How can you represent Wyoming and throw in with these people who have been so uh, so positive and, and, and you know, um, uh, uh, Supportive of rooting and and, and riots and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Representative Cheney has aligned herself with leftists who are screaming that what happened last Wednesday is the worst thing ever in our history or similar such claims. That is absurd and shows that their lack of knowledge of history as well as their willingness to skew the facts to further their corrupt agenda. I'd like to pause there for a moment and I'd like to I'd like to reiterate that point. Because there is an overwhelming abundance of ridiculous, let's just say, let's just say, I mean, I don't even know if it's, I don't even know if it's like stretching the truth at this point. But the outrageous claims that this is one of the worst things to happen in our history. I've heard representatives, mostly on the left, Chuck Schumer, for example, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who pretends to be a Republican but really isn't. Uh, who else was it? I've heard, you know, someone else. Oh, oh just the other day, uh, the guy that slept with the Chinese um, spy lady. Oh, Eric Swalwell compared this to Osama bin Laden. The, the attacks of 9-11 
the attack on Pearl Harbor, the, you know, Auschwitz and the Nazi invasion of Poland and the, gentri- you know, the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, a genocide that happened throughout World War II by the Germans. Uh, what's, uh, the, the thing that Schwarzenegger talked about, the broken glass night, I mean, even going back to the Civil War, this is nowhere near. Nowhere near the worst thing that has happened in our history. We've had we've had, I mean, like shootings that have been deadlier. We've had uh, political disagreements that have been bloodier. We have had civil wars where this country, I mean, people talk about this country being divided and it is. But this country, we have not had any states secede from the union in over 150 years. And that we should pat ourselves on the back for that. I mean, that's something to celebrate. We have maintained the United States of America, no matter how much people disagree with each other, no matter how much our uh, no matter how much our elected representatives seem to uh, disagree with each other and be at each other's throats and be at odds. We've had two impeachments in the last four years of the same president, neither one with ample proof of any wrongdoing. And we still have 50 nifty United States that are still together. And despite the fact that Texas and 18 others wanted to sue Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, Nevada and Arizona for malfeasance in conducting their elections and what they called illegal and unconstitutional election election practices. Despite that, we still have a solid country and solid leadership. And the Capitol is fine. Nothing got burned down. The White House. Do you know that the White House back in 1812 got destroyed by the British? So let's not compare anything that happened in 1812 to anything that's happening in 2021. This is not the worst time in American history. This country has been more divided. What happened last Wednesday was not the worst thing to happen in the history of the United States. And Donald Trump is not the worst president to have ever served. That guy is taking the oath of office on Wednesday. Okay, so let's just keep that straight. 855-765-1045. We got a lot more to cover here, too. We have some interesting stuff. Interesting. Oh, Joe Biden wants to spend $2 trillion now that he's becoming president. We'll tell you what for. And we've got some fake news Friday because, you know, it just cut. It's even though even though fake news is even though they're trying to clamp down on freedom of speech, even though um, AOC wants to create this 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 committee to decide how to rein in the media. We fake news is still out there and it's going to it's not going anywhere. You need to be wary of it. You need to be able to you need to know when Ted Lieu is grabbing a power bar and not a crowbar. And we want to do our best to help you help, you know, work that muscle so that you'll know fake news when you see it. And that's why every Friday we play Fake News Friday. Your phone calls, your open mic messages, all that and more coming up. Stay tuned. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. Let's hope they get some good players, too. Ha! And uh, quit worrying about Lot J. Let's worry about the football team. Win some games. Go, Jags! Oh, uh, yeah, for those <laughs> for those of you that haven't heard, here in Jacksonville, the Jaguars have hired a brand-new coach, a guy by the name of Urban Meyer. You may know him because he wins a lot. Um, there's going to be a press conference, like, in an hour or two, which we're going to have to take live. So just in case, I'm warning you, in about an hour or so, live uh, press conference featuring Urban Meyer, new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. David's in Arizona. David, thanks so much for calling the Marquette Show. How are you doing? Babe, I'm on. I'm on. You're on. David, you're on. 
Hey, hey Mark. Mark, hey. how you doing this morning, sir? David, I'm doing great, man. You're on. What's going on? How are you? I'm so, I'm so glad to hear that, man. I'm so glad. Listen, I wanted to, uh, I got a couple of things I wanted to, to speak upon. Yeah. Um, I do apologize for, you know, the last time I was on your show, I said some bad things about Biden, and I shouldn't have done that. You know, well, wait a minute. Why, who told you you shouldn't have done that? <laughs> well, uh, well. Okay, yeah, no, it's okay. Also, we don't. Um, that's fine. Go ahead. The second thing that I wanted to mention is that I absolutely love your show. Well, thanks, I man. I love your show. David, we I love following you and everything like that. Also, um, uh, the, the whole thing about, you know, Trump is being uh, – Impeached again for the second time. He's about to be out of office. What's the point of that? Well, they already did it. It's not yeah. even about. They did it on Wednesday. He, it's a done deal. He's been impeached twice in four years. And yeah. he, the interesting thing is, neither time it's resulted in him being removed from office. Um, it, you know, it wasn't the first time, nor will it be this time. So it's kind of, if you look at it, it's an epic failure by the Democrats both times. They weren't able to do, yeah, accomplish pretty- the one thing. They wanted to accomplish. But listen, David, we appreciate you listening in Arizona and we appreciate. Listen, if you think you said bad things about Biden before, just wait, because this guy's about to spend two trillion dollars worth of money that we don't have on things that we don't really need. And we'll break into that here in just a minute. Um, a, a, a little word about what happened yesterday with our stream, too, because I know David watches on the stream. We have a couple people on from Delaware, Tennessee. Anyone who's not in the Jacksonville metro area right now is is watching us on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch or somewhere. And yesterday, mid-show, our stream got shut down, and all of our old streams were, uh, they were, let's just say, deleted accidentally, maybe, or on purpose. We don't know, really. We don't know what triggered it. But there have been, there's been some speculation. We had a lot of fans go in, a lot of people who watch the show and say, you said this, and that's when they turned off the stream. Or somebody called in and said this. There's a particular phrase uh, that I know has been very popular. It was the name of the rally uh, that was being held last win- Wednesday um, that I know social media is clamping down on. And if you use that phrase, they will just blow you out of the water. And somebody said that one of our callers mentioned that or we played an open mic message with it and that may have triggered it. Whatever. We, we're we back. I don't know for how long. But all I'm saying is we're a lot of places. So you should follow us pretty much everywhere you can. Sure, you're welcome to follow us on Facebook and we'll stream there as long. Like that's the thing. People are like, just get off of there. There's 11,000 people that enjoy what we're going to say, and I'm not going to disenfranchise them because because of what could potentially happen or what happened yesterday. Just like on YouTube, there's 3,000 people watching there. And if I have a beef with YouTube, I, I know it's a great way for you to find the show, and it's important that, that you get to hear what we have to say and that we get to hear what you have to say and we can communicate. So like I said, we're going to be as many places as we can. And we urge you not just to follow us in one place, but probably follow us in all the places in case, you know, we got to make a in case we got to bug out real quick. It's like you got to have the bug out bag. They, they always tell you this. Have a four wheel drive vehicle. Make sure it's always got gas in the tank and have a bug out bag ready. So if you got a bug out, you can survive until the stuff calms down. Look at this as your digital online bug out bag. Go to markk.com. And follow us on all of those places because you never know when we're going to be forced to bug out on one of these joints. Uh, 855-765-1045. A quick break. More of your calls on the way. 855-765-1045. we got some more of your open mic messages, too. Stay tuned. This is The Mark K Show. Hey, Mark, I don't know if you know this, but it's Friday. I don't know why everyone's upset about Joe Biden uh, being president. He promised to cure cancer. All wildfires are now going to supposedly end. 
And I think he said he was going to stop all hurricanes from happening. So shouldn't we be excited? I mean, I guess you're right. I forgot about the curing cancer bit. I forgot about that. Someone needs to remind him because I haven't I haven't heard that uh, pop up in any of his speeches lately. No. And in fact, what he's going to be doing is he's going to uh, he's well, he's got this. Should we talk about the stimulus plan? All right, I guess we should. The $1,400 thing? The uh, $1.9 trillion stimulus plan. So this is interesting for a couple of reasons, and this just proves a lot of points. You'll remember, you may not not remember, but that's all right. We'll remind you, way back uh, about three, four months ago, uh, the president of the United States went to Nancy Pelosi and said, I have a $1.8 trillion stimulus package here. It gets money out to people. It helps people. It offers, you know, unemployment insurance to people that need it. It'll be a beneficial package, and we can get this through the Senate right now. And Nancy Pelosi said no. And even Wolf Blitzer at CNN, even Wolf Blitzer on CNN had her on and said it grilled her. She got so angry with him. And he said, what's wrong with one point eight trillion dollars? How much more money do you need? And her point was it didn't go to the right places. What that meant was it went directly to you. Donald Trump realized you needed money. Donald Trump realized your governors were shutting down your states in California and Michigan and New Jersey, you know, other Ohio even. And uh, and he said, look, you people need money. We get it. We're going to just send you direct payments. One point eight trillion dollars. Sure, there was help for other stuff. But Nancy Pelosi didn't like where the money was going. She wanted the money to go directly to the states, the blue states. She wanted the governors who were shutting people down to figure out how they were going to spend it. There were a lot of other pork barrel products in there. You know, pork barrel. Uh, what do you call it? Dog earmarks and things like that, that um, that they were going to pay for with with the money. So she said no. But we all realize now and she even admitted that it was all a political ploy. She didn't want to give you the money back then because she didn't want Donald Trump to have a big feather in his cap before the election in his MAGA cap. She didn't want that at all. She wanted to make sure that Donald Trump failed to get you the money. She wanted Joe Biden to be installed as president. And then, then there would be a massive stimulus package. Then uh, the money would come to you. And that way it would be Joe Biden and the Democratic Senate getting the credit, not Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. And now looky here. A, instead of a $1.8 trillion package that Donald Trump was uh, planning, it's a $1.9 trillion package. $1.9 trillion. That's what Joe Biden is suggesting. This is on top of the $900 billion that they just passed in December, which got you about 600 bucks. This is going to get you an additional $1,400 in direct money. Now, keep in mind, this is something Donald Trump wanted as well. The Democrats jumped. This was the one thing that Donald Trump and Andrew Yang and AOC and Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, get him the money. Donald Trump said, yes, let's get everybody two thousand dollars. They need the money. And uh, and they weren't able to come to a deal. So this will get you the additional fourteen hundred dollars that they were bickering over beforehand. Also, unemployment insurance, you'll get a supplement of four hundred dollars a week. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. The Biden administration is offering $170 billion for schools to reopen. $170 billion for schools to reopen. The schools in many places have been closed for almost a year. Not here in Florida. Here in Florida, they're open. And as far as I know, it didn't cost billions of dollars to do it. I mean, how much money does it cost to open a school? You go, you turn the key, you turn off the alarm. You know, you buy some extra wipes, you're good to go. But they don't know. They want to they have this massive expenditure plan of one hundred and seventy billion dollars to get the schools reopened. They also want to increase the minimum wage. 
increase the minimum wage. It's been 725 for more than a decade. They want it to double, more than double. They want a national minimum wage of $15 an hour, which they don't realize in a time of crisis is the wrong things to do. Thing to do. You have small business owners who are making no money because their businesses are closed. They can't pay their employees. They can't pay their rent. They can't pay anything. They don't have the flow of customers that they had. If they're lucky enough to be in a state that's open like Florida, they're maybe at 50% capacity or or 25% capacity, and maybe not even that because there's still people that even though you can go to the restaurant are afraid to go. Think about churches. Do you know how empty the collection plate of churches has been for the last year? Do you know how many people? Sure, they watch virtual services, but they don't give virtual money or they don't give real money virtually, which I guess is what the the churches don't want virtual money. They want your real money. They want you to Venmo them. But that's not as easy as throwing 20 bucks in the collection plate or the little envelope that they send you to put your check in. These these businesses, they need to reopen. But instead of doing that, what Joe Biden proposes is doubling the minimum wage. So the few remaining employees you have are going to get a cut in half again because you're not going to be able to pay them all this wage. And they even the New York Times admits that the New York Times wrote research from the Congressional Budget Office in 2019 suggested that raising the minimum wage to $15 nationally could could increase pay for tens of millions of workers, though potentially at some cost to jobs, perhaps 1.3 million people who would otherwise work would not be. Now, listen to how they phrase that. Not it would it would put 1.3 million people in the unemployment line. Not you would lose 1.3 million jobs if you raise the minimum wage. They write perhaps 1.3 million people who would otherwise work would not be. This is a recipe for failure. This is a recipe to spike unemployment and ruin the economy and put small businesses, just half of them. I mean, half of them have already closed because of COVID. What Joe Biden's trying to do here now is close the other half. States and localities could get help. This is blue states, by the way. $440 billion will go right to communities. The relief plan would entail billions in grants and loan programs for small businesses, but they would be given to the local and territorial governments. And the local and territorial governments would be the governments that have been hit the hardest, which are the governments that have been closed the longest, which are New York, New Jersey, California, Michigan, Illinois. It's all of Joe Biden's friends and supporters. It's all the Democrats funneling your money to those states when all they really have to do is open back up. All Joe Biden has to do is say, hey, you know what? Let's send everybody $1,400. We'll save the rest of the money. And then I'll get on the horn with all these governors and say, open the you know what back up. Get your people back to work. Instead of berating Ron DeSantis at every turn, instead of accusing Ron DeSantis of killing tens of thousands of Floridians, instead of accusing Ron DeSantis of being reckless and endangering his own constituents, what they should really do, and if Joe Biden really wanted to make a difference, if he cared about all Americans, not just Republic or not just Democrats or but Republicans too, if he really wanted to fight this virus, if he wanted to boost the economy, if he wanted to make things normal, if he wanted to bring both sides together, he should call Ron DeSantis and say, "How'd you do in Florida? Can he teach? Can he teach the other forty-nine states how to do it too? Because they got an open bracket safely. We get there. We want to make Florida just the states." That's what he should do. He should have Ron DeSantis be the czar of opening back up. 
And Ron DeSantis could write out a plan or select a commissioner, just say, just get on the phone. with. I have a conference call and say, here's what you do. Here's how you do it safely. Here's what you're going to realize. You know, here are going to be the challenges. Here's how you overcome them. Oh, and P.S., when the media starts hounding you, when you start getting negative press and PR, just ignore it because it's all BS. It's all noise. It's all this just them trying to create problems where they don't exist. Like that CNN reporter who came down here all fired up about the lines at the hospitals. And Ron DeSantis put her in her place and said, we got the hospital, the vaccines. How they distribute it is up to them. They're the hospital. I'm the governor. As the governor, I'm not going to tell the hospital how to treat their patients. That's not my job. That's their job. And they're doing it just fine. If Joe Biden really wanted to help America, that's what he would do. And if he doesn't want to help America, he should step aside. And somebody, I don't know, like Ron DeSantis should be standing on the Capitol steps inauguration day and taking that oath of office. 855-765-1045. Quick break, folks. More of your calls, more of your open mic messages on the way. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. This is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. We have some fake news Friday coming up here in just a minute. By the way, I just want to real quickly, Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, John Katko, Fred Upton, Jamie Herrera, Butler, Dan Newhouse, Peter Meyer, Anthony Gonzalez, Tom Rice, David Valadeo. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to be refreshing those names. Keep them fresh in your mind. So if you ever walk into a polling place again and you see them on the ballot, you can vote for whoever else is on that ballot with an R next to their name. 855-765-1045. Those were the turncoat 10, by the way. Uh, let's go to Drew in North Carolina. Hi, Drew. How are you? Hey, morning, Mark. How's it going? Oh, doing great, man. Happy Friday. Uh, what do you want to say today, Drew? All right. I just want to touch back on that Facebook thing. I saw you guys got taken down, and I wanted you to know that yeah, yesterday was the craziest day that I've ever experienced on Facebook. What happened? I was I was let out of my 30-day, like, you know, ban, and I was like, okay, whatever. And I, I was commenting normally. Yeah. I wasn't saying anything crazy. Sure, yeah, normal and, comments. Uh, but, you know, I was just disagreeing with, like, you know, all their rhetoric. Yeah. And they started coming, they started coming at me like never before. They were like, that guy was at Capitol Hill. That guy was at Capitol Hill. They really started tagging me with the FBI, and I was laughing at them. But, I mean, it was, like, nuts. They did it to, like, everybody. And then they got, I got taken down with a ban, and it said, because I said something like, oh, we'll be fine, you'll see. Yeah. And they said, and they banned they you. Said, you'll, and apparently you'll see was a threat. Yeah, well, probably what's going to happen now is they're probably going to take down our live broadcast because we just broadcast you saying that. So, you know what we're going to need right. to do? We need to come up with like this a code. Morning, though, Mark. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. They apologize. Oh, they did. Yeah. What did they say? They I've never gotten a notification in my life from them. But they said, we apologize for taking you down. I was like, OK. Yeah. See, I think and they. I would take that as an empty apology. I don't think they were sincere about that. I think they were sending you a warning. Uh, no. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's like, hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. It's like when I was a kid, uh, well, what happened was, would, you know, like I would mouth off to somebody in school, maybe like high school or middle school. I'd get really mouthy and obnoxious. I know what you're thinking. You? Yes, me. And then someone would punch me in the face. And then they would be like, sorry, man, I didn't mean it. 
and I never mouthed off to them again. And I think that's basically what's happening here with some of these social media companies. They're punching you in the face, and then they're going to come back and say, hey, my bad. And But then guess what? You're going to you're going to fear that you're going to get punched in the face again. Uh, unfortunately, we have lots of faces, so we're not, we're not. You can punch us in the face all you want. We have. We'll take our face somewhere else. Um, but I think that's what happened. I would be smart, though, probably for us to come up with a code. So instead, you know, if we know there's a phrase or a saying or a topic that they don't like, for example, the the STS, which is one thing that I know will get you. I've I've heard tell people say it'll it'll you'll get banned, you'll get taken over. We just come up with some code words. Um, you know, that are, maybe we'll do that. We'll come up with a list of code words. If you have any suggestions for things that we need to say or mention in code so that we don't get banned or censored by the uh, by the socialist media networks, put it in the chat right now. We'll make a list and then we can put it on our website so that you can follow along. And it'll be things that just we know about. And you'll be and you'll know about it. You'll you'll be we'll be like our little thing, like our club, <laughs> like our secret language. I love this. Is that a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Pretty soon, people are gonna be turning on our show, and it's gonna be like we're talking pig Latin. People are gonna be like somebody what, just what? commented pig Latin. Yeah, what language <laughs> is this? Or like, what was that movie Nell, where she and her sister grew up in the woods and they had their own private language that they came up with? Like, bye, chicka, bye, I know what bye. you're talking about. And I cannot think of the name. Yeah, we'll figure. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is Joe in Delaware. Wait a minute. This isn't Joe Biden from Delaware, is it? No, it's not Joe Biden. Oh, thank right. God. All right. There's more than I'm one Joe from Delaware. Delaware. All right. Good. What's up, Joe? What do you want to say, sir? All right. So uh, so I just wanted to run a couple of things. So um, the Senate trial for uh, the impeachment, mm-hmm. I don't think they would work overnight, like continuously, like 48 hours just to try and uh, have a case. And uh, once Trump is a private citizen, then again, he can't be tried. Yeah, there's a lot in the Constitution. It is true that you cannot try a private citizen for impeachment. There's a lot of things that the Democrats are claiming that just aren't possible. For example, impeaching Donald Trump and, um, you know, before the end of the before the end of his term is not going to happen. We know that. But impeaching him afterward and saying that he's no longer able to run for office. That's the most unco- that's not even a thing there. Nowhere does it say you can keep a private citizen from running for public office if you're Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. Uh, if they'd impeached him while he were in office, if they 25th amendmented him or if he resigned or whatever, um, sure. But they've had they've had a chance to do it twice now. They've failed both times. So as I read it, Donald Trump can run again in 2024 um, if he wants to as for, as for now. However, I don't here's the thing. I don't even know if he'd want to at this point. Would you if you were Donald Trump? Would you really want to think, you know, I came in, I did all this stuff. Uh, I did all I made America great again. And this is how I'm being treated. Why would you want to come back? It's inter- you know, it's going to be an interesting four years. We're going to see what happens. And I know that there's a lot of other capable candidates who are looking to do that job, too. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. More of the Marque show is on the way. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We will be taking that press conference, like we said, live here in just a minute, so that Urban Meyer can come out and tell you he's the new coach of the Jaguars, <laughs> which I feel like we already know. But anyway, that's going to be that'll be uh, interesting, and it's good for um, it's good for him. Um, listen, we got a bunch more people on the line. We are going to get to some fake news Friday here in just a minute. Here's a story that this is a story that. I I potentially th- I was going to get and Josh comes up with a lot of the uh, fake news Friday headlines and, you know, produces that segment of the show. Um, but I every now and then I find something and I throw it at him. I go, hey, maybe this will be good. And I debated whether or not to just do this story or use it in our game called fake news Friday, because 
I almost I read it as real news and I thought it was one of those bogus news sites like The Onion or the Babylon Bee or one of those parody sites, you know, that everyone uh, that some people retweet thinking is real. But it's not. It's an actual story from the AP. And it's about Jack Dorsey, Jack Dorsey, who is the CEO of Twitter. Twitter, you may remember, began the massive censorship crackdown of social media. Jack Dorsey and Twitter, they were the first ones to trample on the First Amendment and shut down the president of the United States, not the former president of the not private citizen Donald Trump, but an actual world leader in power. The president of the United States shut down his Twitter account in the middle of what people would say is a tumultuous time. You know, it might be a good opportunity or a good thing for the president of the United States after there were riots and after there were protests that went awry and after everyone was was screaming and yelling about how unsafe they feel. It might be a good thing to allow the president to directly communicate with 88 million Americans, but they decided, no, we've got to shut that down um, for the good of the country. So they did. And then Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Pinterest and Spotify and Snapchat and TikTok and all these other places jumped on board like the president even ever used uh, their platforms, but they did. And now Jack Dorsey yesterday, get this, the guy who banned President Trump told the AP it's a dangerous precedent. He bans the president and then tells everybody it's a dangerous precedent. He said, quote, I do not celebrate or feel pride in our having to ban at real Donald Trump from Twitter, Dorsey wrote. But he added, I believe this was the right decision for Twitter. Dorsey acknowledged uh, that shows of strength like the Trump ban could set dangerous precedents, even calling them a sign of failure. Although not in so many words, Dorsey suggested that Twitter needs to find ways to avoid having to make such decisions in the first place. Exactly how that would work isn't clear, although it could range from earlier and more effective moderation to a fundamental restructuring of social networks. So here's a guy who says that we banned the president of the United States and that is dangerous. He's admitting that what he's doing is dangerous to the country, to the world and to freedom of speech everywhere. Uh, they say they go on to write extreme measures such as banning Trump also highlight the extraordinary power that Twitter and other big tech companies can wield without accountability or recourse. That's what Jack, that's Jack Dorsey's own words. It highlights the extraordinary power that Twitter and other big tech companies can wield without accountability or recourse. He's begging, begging for government oversight. He's saying, I did this. Look what I did. Look how much power I have. Look how irresponsible and dangerous I am. He's trying to backtrack, I guess, so that people feel bad for him or realize he didn't really want to do it, when actually the opposite is true. Because yesterday, Project Veritas released a video from inside Twitter where Jack Dorsey was saying pretty much the opposite. You should always feel free to express yourself in whatever format, manifestation feels right. do intend to do in the full retro, as I said in my note, is going to take some time. Um, and then the, the other thing, just to just to close out a little bit, we, you know, we, we are focused on one account right Donald now, Trump. but this is going to be much bigger than just one account, and it's going to go on for much longer than just this day, this week, the next few weeks, it's going to go on beyond 
inauguration. Okay, so they're focused on one account right now, Donald Trump's account, but he admits it's going to go on a lot longer. It's going to be a lot bigger. It's going to include a lot more accounts, and it's going to go on well past the inauguration. We have to expect that. We have to be ready for that. So the focus is certainly on this account. Donald and, Trump. Uh, how it ties to real world violence, but also we need to think much longer term around how these dynamics play out over time. Um, I don't believe this is going away anytime soon. And the moves that we're making today uh, around QAnon, uh, for instance, is one such example of a much broader approach um, that we should be looking at. Um, and going deeper on going deeper on so he's got a team out there and they're focused on donald trump and they took down that account and now here he is telling his staff this is an inside twitter i guess zoom call or whatever but he's telling his staff it's not just the one account there's a lot more and there are other topics and and there's other threads and there's other ideas and there's other trains of thought and there's other basically he's talking about conservatism that we need to take a deeper look on and it's going to continue it's going to continue much longer than just post-inauguration. So if you think, if you think, as many people have told you, that when Donald Trump's out of office, everything will get back to normal, if you think that when Donald Trump's out of office, everything will calm down, if you think, well, we just, this is what the media wants you to think. They think they're trying to tell you that Donald Trump is the reason for all this chaos. And when he's gone, everything will be totally fine. And here you have Jack Dorsey saying, on one hand, we have too much power. It's a dangerous precedent. What we did should not have been done, but we did it anyway. And then he's telling his staff inside his organization, his very dangerous organization, which he claims has extraordinary power without any accountability or recourse. His words, not mine. He's now telling his staff, this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Eric in Edgewater. How you doing, Eric? Hey, that was a that was a great little take on all of that right there. Um, to use that as a segue, I'd like to expound on him. Um, he supposedly got taken into the woodshed by the board of directors because his stock, his company devalued five billion dollars in one day, twelve percent. Correct. And yet, and and that's all they're going to understand. But there's two lessons here. Like like Donald Trump, their Deutsche Bank is going to stop working with him. Well, he said, "I want all my money. I want it tomorrow morning." And now there's a rush on Deutsche Bank because there's a lot of conservatives out there with money, and they don't want their money. And Correct. Deutsche Bank, it, it should be a lesson. The lesson isn't just the precedent that Jack Dorsey's talking about. By the way, Joseph Goebbels will be so proud of him, wouldn't he? Um, <laughs> there's, you're, there's, right, you're right. It goes both ways. And we mentioned this yesterday. The stock price is already down. The $5 billion valuation has already plummeted. What really hurts is the quarterly report because the quarterly report doesn't just come back with the valuation of the company based on profits. But their quarterly report also has to look at potential future profits. And they've lost millions of users. They've kicked off about 100,000 on their own. Then you have about 100,000 who've ditched them totally. Then you have all of these competitors, these competitors who nobody knew anything about two, three weeks ago. Nobody knew. This is my job. I had no idea that Signal and Telegram were even a thing. You know, I didn't I knew about me, we, but there's five others I didn't even until Parler got totally summarily smashed, smashed by a conglomeration of Apple, uh, Google, Amazon, Facebook and Twitter. Until that happened, I had no idea 
uh, that all these companies wielded that much power. And that even though they were all kind of robber barons and hated each other, they loved the power that they well that they wield as a conglomeration more. We all saw that come to light. And as a result, it's shedding light on their competition. And the one thing that monopolies hate is competition. Because if you have competition, if you have an alternative, if you have a viable outlet that is similar to yours, but better because they're open to allowing free speech, they're open to allowing conservatives, they don't track and monitor what you're broadcasting or writing, and they don't arbitrarily remove your account from their servers and systems because you disagree with their politics then that's a recipe for disaster. And a monopoly can't survive with that kind of competition. Hey, Eric, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Quick break. More of the Marque Show's on the way. Stay tuned. How much of that billions of dollars is going to go to other countries and to New York to bail them out? And all the messed up cities that Democrats around. What you have to realize is that, uh, you know, these, these stimulus packages that the Democrats and really all legislation that the Democrats are going to be trying to pass in the next few years is not it's never about the legislation on the face. It's about all the stuff they can hide in it and they can hide a lot of stuff in this. Hopefully, look, here's what you have to here's what you have to pray for. You have to make sure there's only two things that are, that are going to save us. Um, one is the Democrats having a conscience and the other is the Democrats not having a conscience. If there's a Democrat out there who has a conscience or a couple of them, maybe Joe Manchin, maybe somebody else. If there's a Democrat out there that has a conscience, then they'll vote against something like this. Um, despite the fact that it puts money in people's pockets, they'll look at all the pork and say, we can't do this. This is, this is just, this is ridiculous. Uh, the other thing is maybe you have uh, Democrats without a conscience and they want even more. The, this is the Bernie Sanders um, on the far left. This will be your Raphael Warnocks. These are the people that want everything now. And they will vote against these kinds of things because they don't want $1.9 trillion. They want $2.8 trillion. They don't just want a $15 minimum wage in the next five years. They want it in the next five months. These are the people that want to go super crazy extreme and they want to do it ASAP. That's what you're looking at. Uh, that's what you're looking for. So those are the two factions in the Democrat Party that could railroad each other. That is, of course, if the Republicans all stick together. And we know that that is a very difficult ask, especially when you have people like Mitt Romney in the Senate. Oh, and in the House of Representatives, let's not forget the 10 turncoats. Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, John Katko, Fred Upton, Jamie Herrera, Butler, Dan Newhouse, Peter Meyer, Anthony Gonzalez, Tom Rice, and David Valadeo. And in case you forgot them, we never will. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is uh, Micah in Cincinnati. How you doing, Micah? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hi, Mark. Um, love the show, of course. I just have a, a quick... Here you go. I don't yeah. even know what I would call it. Yeah, no, that's fine. So everybody is really terrified. Well, not anymore about the impeachment, but everyone's worried about Trump. I don't understand why. He has a very ex big family. He has kids that are quite passionate about all of this. So honestly, I think sitting, kind of sitting back, being careful, watching what's going on, watching, of course, what you say, which is ridiculous, because old Democrats, if generation doesn't know better, they don't like light. But the new social media and the new media itself and the moron four and all of them are screaming and yelling for all this attention. Yeah. You remember Democrats ever liking a lot of attention? 
Well, I mean, when it's on them, yes, they do. But you're right about that. They they, they uh -huh. don't want their secrets coming to light. Look, and we mentioned this before. The Trump family, they're there's a lot of them. There's Don Jr., there's Eric, there's his wife, Laura Trump, there's Ivanka, there's Jared Kushner, there's, you know, Donald, there's uh, even Barron. Who knows what Barron's going to do? There's a t Tiffany Trump. There's They're everywhere, and they're ingrained, and they got a taste for it. And they've learned what's happening in Washington, D.C., and they're not going to go away. Um, they'll lay low for a while, sure. You know, maybe they'll wait, wait till the next election. But there's a lot of rumors, very, 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 um, you know, uh, what, I guess you would say believable rumors about at least two Trumps running for Senate in 2022. Man, nothing would annoy the Democrats more and nothing would get the voters to the polls faster. 855-765-1045. All right, quick break. We got a press conference coming up here from Jaguars HQ, but then we will get some fake news Friday. That's on the way, so don't go anywhere. Stay here. It's the Mark K Show. On, uh, we'll be right back. Oh, the Mark K Show. How you doing? I'm Mark K. Matt Mercer. What'd you say? Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer, yeah. 855-765-1045 <laughs> is our number. Listen, we're in the We're going to do some, uh, what are we doing? Fake News Friday today, <laughs> which is very exciting. And we have lots of time because I'll be honest with you, that, that press conference with Urban Meyer, the new coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, took a lot less time than I thought it would. Yeah. I guess it, it doesn't take a lot of time to come out and say, hi, I'm the new head coach I'm of Urban the Jacksonville Meyer. Jaguars. <laughs> also, uh, Speaker Pelosi is speaking right now about all kinds of things about the joe biden stimulus they're asking her about inauguration security we're going to pop in literally just for a second and i know that a lot of people are going to change the channel when they hear her voice i know we're going to get the throw up emojis all over every one of our live streams that happens every time but it is technically new i do want to hear a little bit of what she's saying is there any um all right, the question is, is there any update when you're going to send the impeachment to the Senate? And what about well, the recovery uh, package? Let me start with that. The, uh, we're very pleased with what the vice president put forth last night. I'm eagerly awaiting some of the particulars of the uh, vaccine proposal that will come out this afternoon, because this is a matter of complete urgency. As the vice president said last night, this administration, the Trump administration, <laughs> what Brain fart. handled what was that the much? distribution of the vaccine in a very disappointing way. He used stronger language. But now we have to move on and do it in the right way. And that will require resources, which will require legislation. How it will be done effectively uh, we'll, we'll know more about. I have some idea about it because we've made suggestions in that regard. Uh, but I think that the message of last night and later today from the vice president will be a message of hope to encourage people to, again, when they can, when they are, it's appropriate for them to receive the vaccine to do so. Okay, so a couple things. First of all, notice she called him the vice president and not the president-elect because in her mind, that's what he'll always be. He's not really the president. She's in charge. And also the second thing and the really scary thing that you should take from that is she said we're going to be working on vaccine distribution the right way, which will require legislation, which means they believe in her mind, in Chuck Schumer's mind, in all the Democrats' minds, in the government's minds, in Joe Biden's whatever's left of his mind, the right way means the government taking control. 
This is, this is something you're going to hear a lot more of. in the, the right way in the U.S. Constitution is for the government to relinquish control to the states. But as we know, not many of these people have read the Constitution of the United States of America. And those that have thought it was nonfiction or thought it was fiction. They didn't realize it was it was a plan for how our country should be run. They thought they thought it was a cute story uh, about a bunch of people that wanted freedoms and liberty. Um, and then they, you know, they 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 they, they put as much, um, you know, a, new, a truth and knowledge into it as you would a Harry Potter novel. Um, so that's and there isn't really a Hogwarts, kids. I'm sorry to tell you, there's no platform nine and three quarters that gets you on a magical train that takes you to a school of wizarding and witchcraft. Uh, but that's how they feel about the Constitution. Things don't run better when you legislate them. Things don't run better when you start passing laws, when you get the government involved. Things run better when you let the states do what they're supposed to do. Because as we point out constantly on this show, Florida is different from New York, which is different from North Dakota, which is different from Hawaii, which is different from Texas, which is different from Wyoming. And you need to make sure that the people that are locally elected – in these cities and these states and these and all these, uh, you know, various different government uh, agencies statewide are the ones that are put in charge. Otherwise, it's a big mess. So Nancy Pelosi is basically just saying this is all going to be a big mess. All right. Now, let's get to some fake news Friday. Shall we? What, who are you shooting? No, it's oh, like, like pew, a pew, siren. Pew, pew. No, no. Uh, You're going to get us kicked off. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Here we go. Let's uh, meet our contestants. First up is Randy in Jacksonville. Hi, Randy. How you doing? I'm great. I'm ready. Oh, are you ready? Ready. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. Oh, pew, pew, pew. Great. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hang on. We got uh, Junior on the west side. Junior, how are you doing? Hey, not too terribly bad, Mark. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. You ready for some fake news Friday? Let's do it, brother. All right, perfect. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. All right, Randy Jr., here's how this game works. We give you a headline. We'll read you the headline, and then all you have to do is tell us, is that a real news uh, story or is it a fake news story? And it's difficult to tell in this day and age, real news or fake news. Um, and if you get it right, then you uh, then you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game gets a Mark K. Show prize pack. You guys got it? Got it. All right, perfect. Thanks. Hannity has it too. Great, perfect. <laughs> All right, Randy, here we go. We're going to start with you. Listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. You ready? Ready. Joe Biden's dog, Major, will get his own inauguration at the White House after Joe Biden is inaugurated. As the president of the United States. Is that real news or is that fake news? Although I wouldn't doubt it. Fake news. You think that's fake news? Fake news. That is real news. That is real news. People love this dog, man. They love Major. Major's getting his own inauguration at the White House. No, no, no word on Champ, though. I don't know why Champ's left out in the cold. Champ doesn't get to be inaugurated. Maybe he'll Is be that the, the one that hurt Joe Biden. I don't know, but maybe he'll be the <laughs> vice pup uh, instead of the puppet or whatever, whatever major is going to be. So anyway, that's that's uh, it, that was a tough one. I'm telling you, it's very difficult to decipher between the real headlines and the news and the uh, and the fake news headlines. Um, that's what makes this game so difficult. All right, Junior, are you ready for your first one? Let's do it. All right. Listen carefully. Here we go. After 500,000 people signed a petition in support, Trump will be digitally edited out of all reruns of The Apprentice. Is that real news or is that fake news? 
Oh, goodness. After 500,000 uh, people sign a petition in support, Donald Trump will be digitally edited out of all reruns of The Apprentice. <laughs> well, with all everything that's going on here, I'm going to have to say that's, that sounds like real news. You think that's real news? I think that's real news. You are fake news. That is fake news. Uh, that wow. would be Also, okay. that would be literally impossible. And it would be a lot of editing. <laughs> but there is, however, there is a movement gaining steam to remove him from his cameo in Home Alone 2. And Macaulay Culkin, the star of that movie, I is actually, that. yeah, he's actually on board. He's actually on board. They're going to try to replace him with Joe Biden. So when Macaulay Culkin says, excuse me, sir, where's the lobby? It'll be Joe Biden saying, drink a snack of depression. Dumb. <laughs> and then he'll, and then Okay, maybe I'll just call him a lion, lion dog face pony soldier. A lion dog face pony soldier. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll do. Anyway, uh, all right, zero zero. It's easy to keep score with you guys. This is great. Back to you, Randy. Are you ready for your next one? I'm ready. Listen carefully. Tell us if this is real news or fake news. Here we go. Nancy Pelosi had to cancel a press conference to discuss impeachment because she remembered she no longer had a podium. As it was stolen from her office during the Capitol riots. Is that real news or is that fake news? That would have to be fake news. That is fake news. Congratulations. Oh, that fake yeah. news. All right, nicely done, Randy. You're on the board. Junior, you ready? Let's do it. We'll see if we can squeeze in a couple more here. Uh, listen carefully and tell us if this is real news or fake news. body spray has condemned the U.S. Capitol riots after a can of Axe body spray was found left by the mob on the floor of the Capitol building. Is that real news or is that fake news? Oh. Axe body spray condemned the U.S. Capitol riots after a can of Axe body spray was left behind by the Capitol mob. Real news or fake news? That sounds like fake news. That is real news. It is. That is really? real news. Cool. Yeah, Axe Body Spray, had, they had to come out and denounce. They had to denounce the Capitol riots because apparently, well, what the rioters did really stinks, their bodies don't. So <laughs> with, a, with a score of before you riot, make sure that you smell great. Uh, Randy, with a score of one nothing, congratulations. You're our big winner today. Nicely done. Woo yeah, woo yeah, and Junior, thanks so much. We appreciate you uh we appreciate you calling in too. Uh Randy, uh, hang tight. We're gonna get some info from you and we are going to send you a Mark K show prize pack. Everybody else have a great weekend. We will be live on Monday, so don't be taking no days off. Join us right here at ten AM. Stay tuned for traffic weather news and rush limbaugh. It's all next.